Hey, hey, dishers, it's me again, Michael the Maverick, a.k.a. I don't have a name this week. Oh, yes, I do. Ridge Horrister. <laughs> you change your name more often than I do, and that's saying something. Well, here we are again, another week in Soap Dish Land. Of course, I have my great co-host, Tony, Nick, and Dylan. Say hey, everyone. Hey. Hey, y'all. Well, we don't have any news this week. We're still on Renewal Watch, but we already know how that's going to go. So we're not going to waste any time. Let's jump into the weekly recap. Let's go. Well, well, well. The murderer has been revealed. And it is Janet, Brittany, Spears, (laughs) Miss Spears, if you nasty. How do y'all feel about that? I don't hate it. I don't hate it either, and I thought that I would because I fought against it when everybody um, was guessing it. But now that I think about it, if they connect the dots well and explain how she knows what she knows, it's bloody fucking brilliant. Like, think about it. Presumably, she faked her coma, which isn't even that shocking because University Hospital sucks. But Mm. she fakes her coma to get out of going to jail for what happened at the wedding. She gets... She gets Belle to, when she, you know, and then she's kind of lying in wait. So then she finds out that Charlie is a rapist or she's a, a, already known, depending on how they connect those dots. But she finds out about Charlie. It's the perfect opportunity to get her nemesis out of the picture. And then she kills Charlie. But then she just lies in wait and waits for the perfect time because when Charlie was killed, there were a bunch of other suspects before they even circled back around to Belle's button. So she waited to wake up until after all of the sus- suspects had been cleared, knowing that Belle's button was probably going to be the next thing on the list to go through, and then wakes up, signs the deal so she can't go to jail, so she's free and clear to do whatever she wants. Belle gets arrested, and then in her mind, she's there to pick up the pieces to be there for Sean and she gets what she always wanted. It's actually a bloody fucking brilliant villain plan if you think about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> my thing for me, it feels like a cop out and I'm gonna oh, okay. tell you why. The thing I liked about Charlie's murder mystery that made it different from pretty much every other murder mystery we get on a soap is that there wasn't a single suspect that was a throwaway character. Anybody who ended up being his murderer was going to be someone that impacted the canvas in a significant way, should they be held up on charges and had to face any sort of consequences. With Jan, we don't give a candy-coated damn if Jan Spears goes to prison. It is what it is. They can take her off the the canvas tomorrow and it's not going to impact any future story. It's not going to impact anyone on the canvas. The citizens of Salem would line the streets and throw a parade if she were gone. And I mean, and I get it. I get it. This is leading into a bigger story for Shell, who I adore, you know, so I'm, I'm okay with it from that aspect, but it's a complete cop out. No one cares 
that Charlie was murdered for what? But we nobody cared. About nobody cared about Charlie being murdered in the first place. This that's my story, point. We did, entire... we already don't care about the victim. So now imagine we don't that care we don't about care the about the murderer. Like exactly, I, we don't care point, about the victim. We don't care about who killed him. Two birds, one stone. Everybody goes on. There's no ripple effect. There's no waves. There's no impact. It's it's yeah, cheap. but the the ripple effect. The ripple effect is here. What's already going to happen because Jan's motivation has always been get Bella out of even, the way to get Sean. But it Sean. goes a lot deeper than that. The enti- this all falls on Sammy. If Sammy didn't get Jan out of jail, uh, out of the out of the out of the mental hospital to testify at Henry's custody hearing, none of this would have happened. Charlie but would that still was be alive already right now. going to be in play. That was already the story. What all the mayhem she caused at the wedding, anything that Jan does is already going to fall back on. Like her killing Charlie doesn't really impact her story in any significant way. They already had beef with her. Yeah, it is. I mean, I get it. They're playing the beats that are already there. I'm not saying that it doesn't like make a warped sort of sense. I'm just saying that for me, it's a total cop out. I don't care that Jan Spears is going to eventually get caught and carted off to wherever. There's no, I, I don't care. I didn't care about Charlie. I don't care about Jan. Yeah, it's kind of like, I think the 16 year coma, we like to see Jan, but at the same time, we don't care enough about her to have been the murderer. If they were gonna have someone be like the wild card of the bunch, this would have been the per- they've been trying to bring EJ back on. This would have been the perfect time to have EJ be the killer. It could have been somebody significant. We think EJ is going to be Bell's lawyer. What? Mm. Bell, I'd rather Bell represent herself. But anyway, well, you know what they say about lawyers who have represent themselves have a fool for a client. So I don't know that it's going to go that route. And if Sammy's feeling guilty because her sister is facing murder charges because of what she did, she could convince EJ to be her lawyer. Knowing that EJ is coming, I'm just trying to figure out an entrance for him. As long as it's not Justin. Listen, if, 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 <laughs> yeah, if, if we want to get free, okay. <laughs> she's going to jail. But like, I mean, so it can't like, be Justin. But my thing is, it, it feels like a cop out. I'm with Dylan 100. percent Like when I saw it and when I heard about, it, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" We waited weeks on end to find out who the murderer was. Then we find out it's Jan, who we really don't care if she goes to jail or somebody covers it up or we just don't care. It isn't, she isn't a significant enough character for us to care that she was a murderer. I, I mean, like Dylan said, they could cart her off to jail tomorrow and we'd be like, well. And if that's Jan. where the story was ending, like if the reveal had been she killed Charlie and then she goes off to jail without this other story that's coming. I would completely be on team cop out, but because this dovetails into a totally other story, I'm like, okay, I can be here for this. And it really does but make the a other lot story of- was always gonna get told. I mean, she yeah. has no purpose on the canvas otherwise. I think but I see I see this, both of them. Like she can't, this them. was the perfect way for her to get Belle out of the picture. Like the, how does she get Belle out of the picture? except framing her for murder. And like, I get it. Like I said, I, I get the, the 
thought process behind it. Because like I said in the group chat, she, you know, Claire is Sean's daughter. She cares about Claire. She's protective of Claire. Jan is a rape victim herself. So had, you know, if they can figure out how to explain how she knows about Charlie, I guess maybe she was reading papers. I don't know, whatever. But had she found out, you know, Charlie was a rapist and I don't know, maybe she found out that he was being weird with Claire. So this is her way to get Belle out of the way. This is her way to protect Claire. This is her way to take out a rapist. I I get it. I I get the motivation. I get where it's going. I, I get that it's leading into a bigger story for Shell. I just feel like it's a cop-out. They could have went somewhere else with this because I feel like the Jan story would have happened regardless if she was the murderer or not. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I see both sides of it. Um, I get, like, I'm kind of intrigued because I don't know Jan, so I'm intrigued to see what can happen with the story, but I also see the other side of it. It's, what's What are the long-term um, implications of this? Is this really, is this going to change the canvas for a long period of time? And I don't think it will, because what can she actually do? She okay. She puts Bell in prison for a few months, if that, and everybody eventually finds out, and then she goes to jail. What is what's going to happen in the meantime, for for her to really shake up the canvas by doing this? What's going to happen after? I mean, after she goes to jail, we won't feel anything because I mean, it's Jan. Yeah, no one cared. Like she said, when she woke up and she was talking to Claire, I don't have any friends. I don't have any family. There's not going to be a single person on the canvas impacted by her absence, other than people being like, whoo, she's out of our hair. It doesn't hold any weight. Unless they like they can believably entrench her into the canvas before all of this comes out. I doubt it. And make someone else that we like care about her. I don't see who they could use, but I don't see it having long-term complications. Possibly, Nicole, because, I mean, they are going to run into each other, I think, next week or the week after. I, but I think Nicole's still mad at her for testifying, though. I mean, true, but it's going to... I'm. I get where y'all are coming from, but I'm also here for the story and here to see where it goes and what this could lead to, because I... I mean, I don't think it's going to go all the way there, but, like, I want them to take Belle being framed for murder all the way through like her trial, find her guilty, send send her to jail, and then have Sean fighting to save his wife. Like that is a dream story for me. I mean, I just feel like if we were gonna pull a character up out of the sky, aside from all the suspects, it could have been some it could have been Sydney, it could have been Alec, I'm not Alec. It could have been, been Johnny, it could have been EJ, it could have been hell, Lucas brothers and sisters, anyone in that family they could have brought back and had be the murderer, and we would have cared a little bit more. We would have saw the long-term ramifications of it, but to have Jan do it, I mean, yeah, it's a shell story, and I'm glad for that. But at the same time, it's kind of like I don't give a fuck if she gets caught or not. I really don't care. It's like what's it's like what's it gonna do to drive story for Shell after it's over? I mean, I remember when because I was at work and I was like, Tony, go ahead and text me who it is when you find out. She was like, It's Jan. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Come on now. Like it, it was totally out of left field. I feel like 
it was I just feel like it was a bit cop out. I feel like I wasted weeks trying to figure out who this murderer was and it's fucking jam. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I can just see where it goes and then move on from here, but so far I kind of don't care about the story anymore. Um next subject. Ali's murderer, Ali's murderer. Ali's rapist is dead, and now she's moving on with Trip. How do y'all feel about that little scene in the pub with the? Bing- I hate it, yeah. but like, can she stop praising Trip every five seconds? So heavy-handed. It's, so- it's like it's just, weird. It's not just her. No, no I know it's everybody, and I need them to chill. <laughs> like, we get it. We're supposed to like Trip. Let us feel whatever the fuck we want to feel about Trip, and let the story happen organically. Yeah. Because the chemistry is there. You don't need the heavy-handed writing to back it up. I think Ron's issue is he tries to force couplings he sometimes does. down our all throat. the time. I was being nice, but, um, <laughs> but he fails to realize when you do that. It makes a lot of people hate the couple. <laughs> um, it, it just doesn't make sense to me why he does this. Now, the one part I did like about Trip, even though I can't stand Steve Johnson, was when he told Kayla and Steve that he changed his name to Trip Johnson. That was a really sweet scene, I will I admit. That. I did. Yeah, that was nice. It was it was really nice. But um I'm trying to figure out how to say this without having the stainless stands after me. Um, <laughs> We're probably blocked by half of them anyway, so just speak speak the truth. I prefer Kayla without that man. <laughs> oh, it, it got to the I point mean, during the scenes I was just enjoying Kayla. And yeah, that, I mean, no, see, I liked those scenes because they reminded me why I liked. Steve and why I liked Steve and Kayla to begin with. Now that they've taken him background to reasonable. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because uh, oh, they they did such a hatchet job to his character in but, but at the same time, it's kind of like, okay. It's one thing if he becomes terrible, like, you know, has a terrible little setback. But we saw him act that way for months on end. Literally. It, it wasn't just like, oh, he was just... And they didn't even like fully discuss it. It was all swept under the rug. And Kayla said she was proud of the way he stood up for Trip when they found out that Trip wasn't actually the rapist. It was all just gross and leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. And the after effects of that are affecting how I view his current scenes. Like I told y'all before... There's no coming back for Steve Johnson for me because that whole little storyline, the way he acted was just... See, I, I think for me, I can kind of try to move past it because it was so far out of his character, given his history. Like, this is the same guy that was going to go to prison for eight Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm it was so far beyond who he actually is and gross know him to be that I can I can all right that I I'm gonna be like you know you fucked up 
but <laughs> I'm gonna I'm try to let you make it. We're gonna try to move past this because I, I've had so many years invested in this character, in this couple, and I know who they are at their core. And that was not anywhere. That was near. not it. It, it. She was, he wasn't. Yeah. It was just gross. I I can't defend it as a man, mainly because what man acts that way when he finds out that he possibly has a grandchild, even if you have suspicions and you were looking in the background doing this, that, and the third. Why would you act like that? The way he acted towards Hennessy was just, uh, I hate <laughs> The baby's name is Henry. I said what I said. Anyway, it just um he will see that child and be like, cute kid, but that's not my grandkid. What kind of person are you? Is one thing if you don't believe the mother, but it's a child, bro. Come on. Yeah, I just like, I just can't get over that. That's just this and it's like disgusting you can tell that they don't really have an idea of how that was viewed by the audience by the way they've handled the aftermath by no. not even addressing yeah. it this yeah. whole story they have no they've kind of like kind to like tried to gloss over how fans really felt about it because they're rushing into this trip and alley story yeah you think everything's okay with Stephen kayla it's not exactly that's i think that's what really irritates me you just jumped into the story like we forgot everything that happened past you ross the thing is, they would it would be more dramatic if they played, if they leaned into how messy it was told. You okay? You messed up the telling of the story, but if you use what you did and actually lean into that, you could write great a great story from it. But I, they don't do that. I feel like they feel that since Charlie is dead and we're about to be done with you know, eventually when Jan goes to jail for it. They feel like we're gonna forget all that happened and just move on forward. When no, it's no. exactly. <laughs> People still hate trip from him trying to kill Kayla. Like they didn't. Even, they haven't even really addressed that. Like, it's, it's, except to say they got past it. Which okay, great. No, did he go, to, did he, did he go to therapy? Like, tell us yeah. something. No, because she was yelling that she got past it two weeks later. So this. <laughs> No, I swear the only person I like in that family is Kayla. I don't even like Stephanie. But <laughs> Wait, Stephanie do she not even on screen? Stephanie is just related to that man and well We know how we feel about the Johnson line. <laughs> well, exactly. Um Well, since I, we're talking about the Johnson men, well, well, should we let, pivot let me to this. I like the idea of tripping Alley. Like 5% of me does, but the rest of me hates it. I discussed it in the last pot. Well, not the last one, but the one before last. Why I didn't just doesn't sit well with me. It's, but then the fact that they're forcing, uh, felt, uh, forcing it on us now. Yeah. It's like, okay, when is this third party going to get here so we can just go ahead and end this? Soon. Like, probably within the next couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, I really wish the story was worth a damn. Thank God, because I'm really, 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 really over it. Okay, let's pivot, shall we? Where shall we go?
You want to go to the other Johnson brother who's being a major asshole right now? We have to, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so tired of the storyline, but here we are. Gwendolyn is pregnant. Miss Bounce Check is pregnant. (sighs) Is that all we have to say? Like... Like Abigail is spiraling and her family is showing her no support except for Caleb. Everyone everyone is terrible. But even Caleb was like, I think you need to go back and talk to your husband. Like, you see what kind of a state she's in. Who would say go talk to your husband when they're in that state? Like, I like the fact that Abigail knows that she's spiraling and that the things that she's saying are not things that she would normally say. And I like that she's scared. And I think that's going to come into play probably coming into the next couple of weeks. But like, this is just, I mean, she's spiraling badly. Like she's going all over the place. And Gwen is just pregnant and Jack is supporting her and Chad is being stupid and Abigail is basically fighting the entire world. I think the, nope. the thing is they could actually write Chad like the D-bag he was during the storyline. Like, I don't want anything to do with you or that baby. Like, just give us right? like, something. If he, could be that, if he could be that much of a dick, uh, douchebag, like you said, to, to his, his wife. wife. Yeah, <laughs> that he loves. He should despise his mistress. Why is he so friendly? (laughs) That too. But like when when Abby was pregnant with Charlotte and they believed that it was Stefan's child, that was a rape baby. Presumably. And and Chad didn't even have the balls to stand by his wife when his wife wasn't even at fault for what happened. He still managed to walk away. So how can he be pissed at Abby for not wanting to stand there and support a child that was made out of a stupid choice that he made because he didn't have the balls to support his wife. Well, yeah, honestly, they would bring it up, it would be fun, but they won't bring it up. Honestly, she did bring it up, though. Oh, she did? Yeah. I missed that part. Honestly. In, on Wednesday, she brought it up. She said, how could you be shocked oh, yeah. at how I, would, how I would react after how you reacted when I was pregnant with Charlotte? Well, honestly... This whole story is just a huge gaslight to the audience. Well, it's it, it's going to pivot to an interesting place next week because that promo with her falling down the stairs, I did not expect Chad and Jack to actually bear witness to whatever happens. That shocked me. But to this, at this point, this whole story is a gaslight moment for the audience. Um, it's like Chad and Jack are telling us they have the best intent, you know. They basically are looking. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Exactly. They have the best intentions for Abigail. They just want her to be, you know, in a good mental space. This down the third. Then but support her. Watching is completely the opposite. Yeah. So it's like they're trying to convince me that Chad and Jack are doing the right thing. When I'm at home shaking my head like. They're doing the right thing by Gwen. They're sure as shit not doing the right thing by Abigail. And I'm just it's like, like, it's so and weird. And that was even before they found out she was pregnant. Yeah. Just... It's like I told y'all, it's so weird because honestly, my my whole thing with Abby, like for the entire time, like since she came back when Kate Mancy was playing her, 
I've always either been like annoyed with Abigail or indifferent to her because she just she irritated me. She was messy and she irritated me. But this story, I swear, I know I've been coming off like Abby's number one stand and defender because it's it weird, right? Been, it's, it's they have done her so dirty and she's had no support. And that's been my whole thing. Like everybody, all they have is criticisms for her. And there's like no support or understanding whatsoever. And they're like, oh, she's out of control. She's out of control. Well, how did she get here? She's screaming for help for weeks, for months. And y'all just patted her on her head and sent her on her way. And and, uh, this is where the gaslighting comes in. They keep saying, oh, we just want the best for you. And then in the same token, they'll basically berate her for her actions. And I'm just like, not even her actions, her feelings, like she's not allowed to like feel what she feels. They're constantly telling her how wrong she is in everything. Like, there's no reason for her to let it go. Gwen hasn't stopped fucking with her yet. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, Abigail is suffering hallucinations from being drugged. And they're like, oh, you know, it's a I know they keep saying that she is, and I like that they keep bringing it up. I kind of wish we could see it. Yeah. What what irritates me is she's literally everywhere. Abigail goes to the Horton house. She's there. She goes back to her home. She's there. That's what really kills me. Me too. I don't know. And and she just lets herself in. Like, the fuck? Who are you to let yourself in? And what kind of husband? And what kind of husband is Chad to allow her to stay? Right. They should literally be meeting in the town square. Like, if they have to discuss this neutral ground, neutral ground. That's barely neutral too. Consider it's the Horton Town Square. But I mean. Or they, or she, or Chad could have gone to the hospital when he found out that Kayla was running the test and had the conversation with her at the hospital. There was zero reason that that had to happen at that house. Like Gwen needs to stay out of that house. Right. And Abby's right. Chad is going to support this child and, by extension, support Gwen because that is who he is. Though he couldn't be bad enough to do that for his wife, but that's not the point. <laughs> you know what? Divorce. I'm I'm sick of it now. I, I really am. I tried to give him a chance. Listen, at this point, I might be jumping on that bandwagon with you because so help me, mother of God. Listen. Already. If they say that she pushed that bitch on purpose, I'ma lose it. Just putting it out there. I don't care what they think they saw. If Abby says that she didn't push her, they better be like, yo, Abby ain't push her. Because Jack was real quick to believe that Gwen didn't push Laura on purpose. So he better have the same (laughs) energy for his firstborn. Well, his secondborn, but... I can tell you how this one go. Jack finna get that dumb look on his face like he always do. I, I, I just don't know. Abigail, so much and girl, fuck you. I'm done with you and your son-in-law. Both of y'all can go to hell. I'm over it. <laughs> I'm so serious. If Abigail doesn't file divorce papers before she leaves, 
I'm writing all of them off. I'm done with all of them at this point. Because why are you sticking around for this mistreatment again? It, it seems like every few years, your husband proves to do something douchey or dicky or just flat out terrible, and you forgive him. It's only so many. It's the same thing. It's literally because literally he believed Gabby over Abby, and now he's believing Gwen over Abby. And look at where they wound up both times. And he promised her they would not end up here again for the same reason. So, like, if he doubts her again, like this is this is literally third strike, you're out. And I don't care who comes for me, Chabby fans. If you want to come for me, you can come for me. But if he does not believe his wife when she says he she did not push her, then they are done for me. Uh, I, I, at this point, it should have been done. Yeah, it, it, it can be finished. There's no need to. It's just it feels pointless at this point, especially if he doesn't believe her now. He should. They should have been ended. Some people can love each other, but that doesn't mean they belong with each other anymore. Sometimes you just have to get a divorce and move on with your life. You can love somebody all. You can love somebody all the live long day, but if they're bad for you, or in this case, always feels like he can't trust you, it's time for you to hit the bricks. Abigail is not ugly, so I don't understand why she keeps staying with this damn man. it's bad. I don't see. And then Chabby fans coming to my mentions trying to defend it. You can't, you can't defend, defend this. They're getting to the point where they can't defend it. So it's like, where do we go from here? Either she divorces him or she stays with him and be miserable. Because it seems like that's all he ever brings to the marriage. Misery. I'd be interested to see if they do get divorced, what they do with them next. And like, can they move them on? Can they build new pairings for them? With I, who? I would. I don't know. I would be interested to see it. Um, I just don't know with who. You know, you gotta do the day's family tree before you start trying to. Well, I mean, <laughs> Chad, Chad could go with anybody because he's. Chad's yeah, he's, Chad's fine. He can do what he wants. Literally, the only people on canvas that Abby isn't related to at this point are Philip and Ben. But Ben is obviously not going to be a thing for obvious well, reasons. Brady. Well, that'll be oh. weird. No, yeah, no, that's true. They're not related. There, she's she's not related to Brady. But it would still be weird considering then Brady used to. Well, they never really dated, but it was a flirtation I was there with him and Jennifer. Um, Which is also weird I, because Abby and Brady were born the same year. It's, listen, uh, they were literally <laughs> born. Yeah, they were. He they were was born, born months apart. She, yeah, he was born in May. She was She's born, born in October. In October, and Jen and is and Isabella were best friends. So I always wanted Brady and Abby to be a lot closer than they were. Um, who else? It, huh. it would have to be a pure Brady, a pure Demera, or a pure Kyriakis. And I don't think there's any pure Kyriakis because Adrian. Um. So, like, unfortunately, there is nobody on canvas for them. I mean. They could maybe throw Chanel in there for Chad. Is Dominic Zamprania? He's, he's on contract. He's on contract at so he's he's busy. I, I, I was just asking because I was like, we could always use a Dario recast and I try know. to shake. Abby and Abby and Dario were not a thing that ever I mean, needs to be revisited. I never I liked him. I never liked I'm the recast Dario. The Francisco San Martin was good as Dario, but 
It was short lived. What about a recast of um, Nicholas Alamein? What's the point? He- that's weird because they've done Didn't so they much mess weird. With his age exactly like he was thirty and fucking Kate in nineteen ninety nine, and then he was twenty. <laughs> <laughs> he was twenty one. This show is insane. <laughs> and then he was twenty one in two thousand ten, supporting his mom through and through with drug withdrawal. So I don't know what the fuck age he's supposed to be. Or we can bring back Cameron Davis. Uh, he's he's living his best life on Batwoman right now. Yeah, I know. We can always recast. He's not on okay. there right now. <laughs> yeah, he is. No, he hasn't appeared, has he? Since yeah, the island. he was just... It, did you watch the last episode? No. I have to watch yeah, he, he's back. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> now, that dude who plays TJ on GH, he would have been a great Cameron Davis. You know he's, he's too young. You a lot not in the face. <laughs> We have talked about this. Now look, I was in denial about it before, but I looked. I looked at him recently. You're not wrong. Oh, but okay. He, I told you, like he was touring with the OJ. But, but he, but he is actually too young. He's ten years younger than Cameron, and he's still with <laughs> OJ. I mean, he's playing a doctor I mean, on GH. No, uh, it's still tech. He's still technically a med student. He hasn't progressed to. He still hasn't progressed to full grown doctor yet. But back to the conversation at hand, we need somebody we can put Abigail with. I might, just, I might just do a poll about this on the Twitter account. We need somebody else with Abigail. I'm sorry. Bring back Cameron Davis because I, quite honestly, I've hated Chad ever since. He took Abigail away from Cameron Davis and took her. You flower. have the weirdest taste in couples, my God. And took her flower when he didn't deserve it. Not her flower. What about Andrew Donovan? Well, I almost said. I've been waiting for them to bring that character back forever. Listen, they should have when they when they recast Philip and put him in the ISA when Kyle Brandt first came on. That should have been Andrew in the ISA. Well, my thing is, I don't want to see them bring any of the Donovans back unless they bring my Shane and Kim back. Because when they do bring them back, it seems like they're floating. Now, granted, with Teresa, Caroline was still in the picture. So she had that figure to ground her. And also Kayla. (laughs) When Kayla was reading Teresa... I was just what I was watching it. I just was waiting for Teresa to be like, shut your ass up talking to me. But <laughs> when Caroline was reading to her, she commanded her attention. She was like, look, now let me tell you this, Jeannie. This where it's gonna be, and this is how it's gonna go down. Now that Caroline, God rest her soul, has passed on, if they were to bring back Teresa or Andrew. Who would be there to ground them? It maybe well, Uncle Roman. Should Roman, be Roman. Roman. Roman used to cuss Teresa out really well too. It would be weird, but it would be. I mean, it, it should be realistically. It would be Kayla because Kayla would be close to them. I mean, it would be Roman did. and Kayla. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for it to be but them. I, but but it wouldn't it make more sense to have Kim and Shane back on. Yeah, and I mean, what would they do? I mean, Kim could work at the hospital. That's fine. What would Shane do? 
Honestly, he should be police commissioner, but we don't want to discuss. Or that. Black Patch. But have we even heard anything from Black Patch since John got sick and he became a dick? No. <laughs> no. No. Because John is still suffering from his aneurysm. So it's kind of, they haven't even. Quite honestly, Black Patch could be. I wouldn't say a big company like Titan or Demera, but it could be a hub of people to actually have their careers there if they play it right. Just saying, I mean, Black Patch, it could be the place where retired spies and police officers to go. Hell, they could say it's a front for the I like it's they could say it's an ISA training and ISA like it's a front for an ISA training ground. And that could be a way to bring in a whole bunch of new people. That could be a way to, because John, Sean, Sean, John, Steve, and Shane are all connected through that. Like, they all have ISA experience. Yeah, they are, you know, it's also a private investigation company. But when it's not that, it can also be an ISA training course. And that can be a way to bring in some new characters and stuff, too. Exactly. See, we need to be the writers of this show, because... Anyways, let's move on to the next story. Bring back Cameron Davis 2021. Um, let's see. I, I don't know where I want to go. I'm having a hard time today. Speaking of people who need to divorce. Who, need, who, who needs to divorce? Someone who needs to ask for one is Sierra. Yeah. Yeah, we might. Can, can we go I was, there? Cause no, I was going to go to that last because I okay. really just we need just, to. I, <laughs> Okay, Lomi, 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 Lomi. I love me some Lomi. <laughs> they're they're insane. Oh, they are, but I love them. I love they're them insane. This is a whole. This is a whole mess. This is it, well, this is a mess. I was watching the Chloe and Lucas scenes. I'm like, where the hell is he going with this? What's he talking about? And he's like, I'm he dying. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Why would you go there? <laughs> And then he said, well, I would And then he's like, she's like, did you profess your undying love? And he's like, well, I wouldn't say undying. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say this. Although I'm rooting for Lumi, with the recasting of EJ, my hopes have become slim. So, if we get to this point of them trying to bring EJ and me back, who would y'all rather see Lucas with? Listen, I'm ride or die, Lucas and Sammy. I'm hoping that Sammy and EJ do not have a lick of chemistry. Yeah, with this can you accept that... a hypothetical? Damn, Tony. <laughs> no, I listen. There is there is no hypothetical for me. It is literally Lucas and Sammy for me. That's it. Okay, Nick. We're just gonna mute your mic, Nick. <laughs> if he can't be with Sammy, um, it would be out of left field. I always wanted to see maybe Lucas opposite Melinda. I don't really care about Lucas. Trask? Yes. <laughs> okay, we're going to mute your mic as well. Mute them. Anyways. Dylan, what do you think? I don't know. I have no... Honestly, I have no idea because like, I liked him and Chloe, but I think they're kind of DOA right now. Cause what about Nicole? God, no. no. I, oh, that was, that was, a, that was messy. Okay, but listen, would we rather Lucas and Nicole or Nicole and Rafe? Well, I was going to say maybe I would kind of like to see, I, I could, it would drive Kate crazy, but like, 
I think him and Ava might actually be kind of fun. Ooh. I mean, if Ava was still a bad girl, sure. I have one, but they would have to bring someone back. Ooh. Jamie Caldwell. You know, that's not insane. That's actually not insane because I'm watch I'm in watching 95 right now and Jamie and Lucas are having a lot of scenes and I keep asking myself why they never went there well I can speak from 1996 they explain Jamie okay. always had a thing for Lucas but Lucas was so up carries butt that he never realized it until Sammy told him and at that point Lucas was dating one-sidedly Carrie and he was like well I'm kind of dating Carrie now so it's kind of pointless because like I'm like I said I'm in May of '95 right now, and I'm watching her and him in scenes together, and I'm like, this is interesting. So that's actually not as out of left field as I was expecting you to say. But I feel like they should have brought Jamie Caldwell back anyway when we were doing the custody trial, personally. Because it, it was kind of one-sided. Sammy brought on Jan, and it was like, well, she blew her out of the water. When easily, Nicole could have called up Jamie Caldwell. Oh, Nicole could have called... I mean, as much as I would have loved that, Nicole could have called Brady to the stand because Sammy as Stan is the reason that Brady... Or even Philip, because Philip lost his leg because of Stan. Is, do they even still play that beat? That he oh. lost his leg? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But they could have easily called in Jamie Caldwell. And let's be honest, Jamie knew, knows every Everything. She knows where all the bodies are buried. Exactly. But anyways, back to Lomi. I'm watching this. So much. I'm watching it, but it doesn't seem like they're playing the beat of putting Lucas and Sammy back together. It's coming. Because they're going to, they're, for May sweeps, they're going to be stuck in a dire situation and sparks are going to fly. Okay, because so, right now it just seems that like they're scheming buddies again. But also, now it might just be my Lumi loving glasses that are coloring my perspective, but when he was saying that he didn't want to fake having feelings for Chloe, I swear to God, I thought he was going to say it was because he already had feelings for Sammy. Did anybody else catch that vibe in that no. scene? Like, for me, I I, I feel like it's really, really obvious that the only reason he's doing this is for it's Sammy. It's for Sammy. Because he doesn't give, the, I'm going to bring it back, he doesn't give a candy-coated damn about EJ or EJ's feelings. <laughs> Not one. It's, 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 Not a single one. He could care. <laughs> he does not care at all. So I, this is all for Sammy, and I feel like this is beyond what you do for a friend. So... This is what you do for your ride or die. Yeah. Well, let's move on to Chloe and Brady. Brady finally confesses that he has feelings for Chloe. We I love those scenes and oh, I am here for the broy of it all. Like it is so clear that Brady is just staying with Kristen out of obligation. Like he does not love her anymore. That happens a lot with Kristen. Mm. <laughs> Bad case. That's because she no. keep 
No, I'm so serious. I'm so serious. That's exactly why John is staying with her now in my 1996 watching because she's pregnant. That's it. That's all. That's a sad world to live to know that every man who stays with you is only doing it out of obligation. Sad case. And the only, and the only one who actually wanted her for was her funny. Yeah. was the one who grew up being her brother. Yeah. Ew. Wait. Hey, what? yeah. Yeah. Wait. Wait, which brother? Tony. Tony. Oh, I had to think about that. <laughs> you talk well, about technically, that was Andre. Well, oh, yeah, let's. Uh, uh-uh. uh, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a whole, but it's all an excuse. Sorry, but I had to be that person. <laughs> no, it is. Tech, but at the time it was all happening, we believed it to be Tony. It wasn't retcon to be Andre till like 2007. No, no. But at the time it was all happening, we believed it to be Tony. They grew up together. She always wanted to be an honest and true Demera, and her way of doing that was marrying the guy that she grew up believing to be her. like it was it's just all so gross and wrong and icky and ew which, which I did not we'll talk about this later but but I did not get shocked when Krista suggested trying to seduce Jade <laughs> to Vivian and Vivian was like he's your brother not by blood I mean, <laughs> she was riding Andre like a pony so hey I mean and also, I mean, she just married Tony to try to get DE like oh, yeah. a uh, two years ago. I mean, it was yeah, it was twenty nineteen because she was in the coal face at the time. But still, <laughs> I mean, she has no problem with it. But anyways, back to Brady and Chloe. Chloe, I love you, but baby, we all know Brady has the sensitive wee wee. <laughs> If you would have dropped them draws, you would have had them. Oh, that that was my only issue. Like everyone knows, you drop your draws in front of Brady. It's a wrap. You got them for life. Sad part about it is, I don't think he would have done it. Really? Yeah, I think he's so married to this idea of him having to be with Kristen because of Rachel. And he wouldn't which I I really don't understand because he didn't even do that with Teresa. No, well, he was he was, <laughs> he was pissed at Teresa for a lot of stuff back. Like, but wasn't he? Well, wasn't his um relationship with Teresa a rebound from Kristen? Uh, yeah, because he was drunk and high all the time because of what Kristen did with Eric. Yeah, Lord, been there. Like, needs to get away from her. I think Brady I cares too much about Chloe. Yeah cheat with her like because it, it would just tar- I think in his eyes it would just kind of tarnish stuff but my god the chemistry between Brady and Chloe is everything I think, also, I think he might be a little too. scared as well yeah <laughs> I mean you saw what she did to Teresa so she took a whole baby out of her womb what do you think she's going to do to Chloe and I mean he knows that Kristen put a gun on her yep what when, irritates when what irritates me is Sammy had that a long time in the apartment with Brady. She should have just fucking told, bro. She she was dropping hints. She 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 brought up what happened at the wedding that Kristen was dressed up as Susan as a way to say like, "Hello, McWool, figure it out." <laughs> you know you can't drop hints to Brady. He's but 
Here's the thing that pissed me off in that scene. Both of Belle's siblings are in a scene for an extended period of time, and neither one of them mentioned their sister in jail? Are you kidding? I I think what irritated me was, I was like, Sammy, just tell it and all this. She couldn't, because if she told him, then her entire life would implode. However, if she not so subtly dropped hints and Brady happened to catch a clue, then it's not on her. That's why well, she said what she said about what happened at the wedding. She was well, quite honestly. I'll play baseball. Quite honestly, this is going to get out eventually. Well, I mean, hell yeah, because Kristen's going to make a mistake like May 7th, I think I read in spoilers. Like, it's Who about. Who she dressed up as that time? Uh, oh, Jesus. Right? <laughs> Probably Kate. Good Lord. <laughs> but at the same time, here's my thing. I feel like this is the route they're going to go, but I pray to God they don't. I've been not tuned in in a few months, and Sammy is pregnant. No. Oh God, no. Please, no. No. Please, no. No. We don't need no more damn babies. No. 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 <laughs> Sammy got four fucking kids. <laughs> Sammy almost 50. No. Yeah, no. No. I, I, I mean, at least this time it won't be a who's the daddy, which this would. Yeah, this would, EJ yeah. hasn't touched her in months, but I, I would rather. This would be, and it would be. I mean, I don't want it, but if she were to get pregnant, at least it, this would be her only pregnancy that did not have a who's the daddy attached. I'd rather drink bleach than sit and watch Sammy <laughs> pregnant again. I can't do it anymore. I mean, I, I honestly don't think it's gonna go there. Honestly, I don't. Uh, but at least anyway. it makes. It makes more sense on where, where the stand part of it comes in now with the whole Lucas and Chloe thing. I wonder if they're going to have, like, because I know she didn't have an extended, you know, like meeting with him or whatever, but I do. Chloe has seen Stan before. Yeah, there's a clip going around on Twitter. However, she did not know his name, and I don't know if she ever found out that that person was Sammy. So it's gonna be like it's gonna be interesting to see if there's any sort of recognition there yeah it's gonna be very I don't even know if Sammy remembers that Chloe has seen her as Sam but and I I just happened to see the scene on Twitter because somebody clipped it because people were arguing with her but like the scene it was literally 30 seconds she never caught a name and she was presumed like she was presumed dead at the time and yeah she saw him but so I don't I don't know if she ever found out that the person that she saw on the pier that night was actually Sammy as Stan or just some random dude that she saw yeah that's what I'm saying I I don't know if Chloe if it made enough of an impression on Chloe for her to recognize Stan and I'm I don't know if they're gonna remember on Sammy's side that they've already interacted before because it would be it would be weird for Sammy to forget that just because of what was going on at the time because she was surprised to see Chloe alive yeah and that's what she used to blackmail Nicole I think like it's yeah so it's it, it would be weird for her to for for Sammy to forget it it would make sense for Chloe to just not remember because it was a really, really brief encounter that probably didn't register for her, especially all these years later. But it yeah. would be weird for Sammy to not have a moment of, holy crap, she might remember. 
So it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Um, 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 do we want to, since we were talking no, about, no, Brady, no, I was, it was leading to a thought. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just do it already. <laughs> this is really how I'm feeling about it. I mean, Brady and Chloe. Yes, yeah, just do it already. I mean, what do you got to lose other than your life? <laughs> I'm glad you know Kristen will, right? will kill both of them. Well, she'll kill Chloe first. She might give Brady a chance. Nah, she'll torture Brady and then she's, kill him. She's going to kill Chloe. Like, they, they both know that it would be risking their lives to cross that line, so they're not going to do it. But the angst is so good that I'm I'm okay waiting for them to actually act on their feelings because like the longing looks and the angst between them as we're waiting for that moment is literally giving me everything right now. Well, my to be thing- honest, I'm nervous because I'm kind of scared because this is my first time seeing them. Like what if this is just because it's forbidden right now? Like, and what if it wears off after they're actually together? I'm kind of scared about that. Well, this is the first time that they've actually been written where they have a chance with Eric in the role. So even even though this is your first time seeing them, this is the first time they've actually written to them with Eric in the role. Well, I know I said this last week, but I'm going to say it again. I miss Eileen Davidson as Crystal. Yeah, she made crazy Kristen. It wasn't as manic as Stacy's is. It was a science to her crazy, if that makes sense. It was, it was more methodical and yeah, less. It was a improv. She was crazy as hell, but she had a class to her crazy, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas. Stacy's is more manic, out of control. Like, I feel like if we had Eileen in the role, it would not have felt like this Susan, Kristen, Kate, Sarah, all this stuff. It wouldn't have felt like this stuff, like this went completely <laughs> off the rails. I, I'm almost glad that it's not Eileen in the role because then if it's the actress who has the history with all of these people that aren't being played in the story that should be. Yeah, I see what it you're would saying. Be, it would be even more frustrating. I mean, it's frustrating as hell that John and Marlena have no idea what's happening when she's living in, in their, their house. And that Kate figures it out in 0.5 seconds. Well, you know, but Kate was be- always the smartest in the room. Always. I mean, she came back in 1996, and literally the day she came back, she realized that Sammy was up to something. <laughs> but, like, it would be more infuriating if that was Eileen in the role. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. But, at the, like I said, it's with Eileen in the role, it wouldn't feel like this entire storyline wouldn't be off the rails that it does now, if that made sense. Because well, I think... Like, I think it would. It would just feel way more out of character because it's not the way that Eileen would play Kristen. Like, I still think this stuff would be happening, but it would just feel even weirder. Does that make sense? 
Yes. I mean, it will still be happening, but like I said, Eileen I don't. Th- I don't class. think you would like Eileen in like doing these things quite like this because Eileen's Kristen isn't quite like this. Does that make sense? So, like, yes. making her be this wouldn't make sense. True, but it, like I said, it's more of a class to her crazy. Whereas Stacy's, it's like manic and all over the place. And when you have that on twenty four seven, it just seems it's- like. It also it's also weird because this Kristen's plan is literally fly by the seat of her pants and like exactly. Kristen, Kristen under Eileen's Kristen when she was crazy, her she at least had a well thought out plan. She had Stefano backing her up, like she wasn't flying by the seat. Were, of, her, plans her plans were more methodical, and she wasn't flying by the seat of her pants and just improving along the way. And, and I think if something came up. She took a while to figure stuff out. Now they had Kristen just beating folks over the head with a glass. And then she doesn't know what she's going to do. That's because she's improving and she doesn't actually have a full-fledged plan. She can't see past, I want to be with Brady. That's the problem. She's not seeing the full board. She's only seeing like the end goal, but she's not seeing the whole path of how to get there. Eileen's Kristen, the way she was written and the way Eileen played it, you saw the entire chessboard and you saw her making all the moves to get to her end goal. Well, and that's what's thing, missing. The thing is, we're gonna um we're just gonna go on here and slide into what she did to Kate. First off, <sighs> why did Kate look like she was gonna bust out? I knew a girl named Nikki. I guess you could say she Stop. was. We don't want to get um copyright. Yeah. <laughs> she was supposed to you. I would die for you. That wardrobe was a choice. She looked like Prince. She's been dressing like Prince for weeks. So. <laughs> no, this this was like somebody decided to play. It's like they knew it was the anniversary of his death. They knew it was the anniversary of Prince's death, and they was like, you know what? I don't even think Prince or David Bowie would wear that. Lauren, we're gonna put you in this Prince outfit, and you're gonna rock this. Boy, it looked like Prince would not wear that. That outfit was too ugly for Prince. Boy, it looked like she was with a bust down. Let's go crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Did that blue streak didn't help it any better? Oh my god. That's how my sister recognizes her whenever she sees me watching days. She's like, oh, she's got the blue streak back. I'm like, like, yeah, she does. Like, it annoyed the crap out of me that Kristen figured it out in 0.5 seconds. I mean, it made sense because Susan would never, I mean, that Kate figured out Kristen in 0.5 seconds. Well, well, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. She wouldn't have figured it out if Kristen didn't break cover. Yeah, doing that and it's weird yeah Yeah, have you noticed she's done it with other people and nobody else noticed she did it with Sammy but at this this point usually her slips be like two to three seconds she did a whole monologue talking to Kristen and thought Kate wouldn't figure out what was going to happen but then Kate knew it was Kristen and decided to turn her back on her like hey yeah, Kate's like, not dumb, but that was a dumb moment. If you know you're talking to Kristen, 
But literally, like, you know you're talking to Kristen Demera. Kristen Demera has locked you up in a room before. Why the fuck are you going to turn your back on her? But my, my, my issue with that is Stupid. she's not the only one. Everyone who's figured out that Susan is Kristen, it's like, well, there hasn't been anybody else that figured it out. Sammy didn't figure it out. Kristen straight up told her. No, I'm talking about Sarah. Oh, like no one plays along. Exactly. (laughs) No one does. Nobody. Sarah, Sammy, and Kate in the same situation. They would look Kristen dead in her face and be like, "I have to tell the police." I'm going to tell on you. I'm I know, like a well, bunch of fools. Well, Sa- well, Sarah did say she was going to tell, but <laughs> no, she said she was going to tell Brady, not the cops. Even still, why would you tell this maniac that you're going to tell on them when they're undercover? Me, I'm playing. Okay, then. Well, I won't say anything. Mom's the word, and then. But she's not going to believe it anyway. So at th- at this point, if you know you're not going to get out of there, because even if you try to lie your way out, she's not going to buy it. But you might as well say fuck for it. Saying it. You're still stupid for telling her. I'm, there's no way around that one, Tony. They're stupid. I hate to be the stupid police, but that was really, really, no, really because I feel like there were some moments in there had Sarah played her cards right. She could have got out of there. She could have gotten out of there. She was going to keep quiet. Like, this is also the same character who chose to stay in the room and attempt to inject her rather than yeah. run with the door <laughs> wide open. So I don't, I'm telling y'all to freedom. I'm still, I'm still mad. I'm still mad. At this point, it's not even, and I get what, you know, what you're saying, Michael, because with Eileen's Kristen, it always felt like she was very, very smart. With Stacy's Kristen, it's coming off as if she's getting very, very lucky. Yeah. 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 And it hasn't always been like this because I mean, when, when Stacy first came on as Kristen, like during the wedding stuff and even during the Nashville stuff, like she had a plan and it, yeah. it played a little better because she had a well thought out plan. This she's not thinking five or seven steps ahead. Like she normally would be. She's flying by the seat of her pants and it shows. I don't like it. Me either. I, I don't. It's coming to an end soon, thank God. I, I think if it was Eileen in it, I probably wouldn't want Kristen dead because right now I want Kristen dead. I'm tired. I, are you, I mean, as, as annoyed as I am that she's about to wear a Kate mask, are you interested to see how Lauren plays it? <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Mom's, long as they don't have her dressing like she's from the same purple ring. <laughs> Uh, they kind of have to because it's Kate. Like, if she has to pretend to be Kate, she has to do it full wardrobe. That's the only thing I'm excited about seeing. I but see how here's my does. thing. But other than that, I'm Kate aware. has always had this like rock and roller type, you know, a wardrobe, David Bowie, Prince like. But this was just out the window. <laughs> like, it's like bargain basement estate sale. I mean, she walked in and I instantly heard do, 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 uh-huh. do. And, and I'm just like, what the hell were you thinking? Lauren doesn't say anything about this? It's Lauren's choice. Oh, goodness. Goodness. Lauren me. chooses these outfits. And usually I like what she have on, but this was... Oh, I never do, but this was especially offensive. 
Uh, like she has a good sense of style. I mean, I, you wouldn't know it based on what she wears. Uh, Tony, you don't like anything. Damn. Not but, on Kate. No, I don't. Kate <laughs> has some nice wardrobe, but this was just terrible. I mean, ooh. Um, what else happened? I don't even care about Jake and Kate right now. Um, I will. I, I'm intrigued by Philip and Gabby. Could not give a crap less about Jake and Kate. But I like that Jake yeah, is jealous. I, it's like I don't want to let myself like Philip and Gabby because I know gonna where it's going. <laughs> They're gonna How much you want to bet that Gabby's going to call out Jake's name next week? He probably will. It's okay because Phil is going to be singing just like his mama. He's going to be singing Pussy <laughs> <to> Control. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to Gabby and Phil. They have some really, really good chemistry. If we didn't know, this is what I hate about Ron. He makes his end games clear. Yeah. So it's yeah. hard to get invested in things that I like because I know it's going to end in a month or two. He doesn't write triangles. He writes third-party angst. Like James Riley, you knew that John and Marlena were kind of an end game. But you questioned it because it seems like <laughs> Krista was going to win. Uh, you might have questioned. I never did. Well, I, if I was watching live, I would have. I mean, I know what's going on. But oh, but like even like some of the dialogue and the things that John says when he's only supposed to be friends with Marlena, and we're supposed to believe they're only friends, and some of the words coming out of his mouth. Yeah, no. No, but, had- I'm say- but I'm saying, Kristen was a good foil today. I mean. She was so smart and conniving and manipulative. You would have thought she was going to win. Now, you put these falls in in between relationships. You'd be like, "What's the fucking point? We know they're going to get back together at the end of." But also, too, and it's not even so much a writing thing. I mean, that's part of it. But also, too, when you have stars posting certain things on Instagram or saying certain things in interviews, and you know where things are going, it kind of makes it a little harder to enjoy the now when you know what's coming. Exactly. It, it doesn't make it enjoyable anymore. And when I first started this podcast and I was avoiding the spoilers, it became a little bit enjoyable. But now with Ron as a writer, you know what his end games are. You know what his favorite couples are. You know what's going to happen. So it's, I think that's the main reason why I've been so disillusioned with Days. Because it's so predictable, it's so obvious. I, I know how it's going to end, so I just don't care. I just watch the watch. Whereas Bold and YR, yeah, they first off, their spoilers are terrible. It's they're so vague. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon goes to Crimson Lights. She didn't like. Yeah, she went to Crimson yeah. Lights, but they didn't tell you that Crimson Lights was on fire and she was inside of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I do appreciate Day spoilers for actually like giving us stuff to look forward to. Like they, they, They'll word stuff in their spoilers and they'll make way too much out of stuff and like they'll oversell what actually happens. Yeah, but I'd rather you that. make it sound more interesting so that I could tune in rather than boring the fuck out of me. 
Well, GH spoilers have been like that for years too. Sam and Jason come to a compromise. Like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> literally, literally like there was those. a spoiler. There was a spoiler about a year ago for GH. Peter shivers. <laughs> it's been like that for years, and I don't know why. But, but I prefer, but I prefer those funny. spoilers because I'm like, this shit looks so boring. And then I go watch it. It, it was actually a pretty, pretty decent episode. Days over sales to me. They'll they do. They'll tell about half the story, and then you watch it and be like, "That's it." That's yeah, days will have a spoiler like so and so has a fiery confrontation, and you're like, "Ooh, ooh, okay." And then you you tune in, and it's something like. Nicole. Two seconds, yeah, because yeah. that was Ben and Eve have an explosive confrontation. Meanwhile, you get there and it's two seconds in the middle of the Salem PD with Hope and Eli standing right there. Right. And you're like, hmm. Alrighty then. Exactly. So that's why it's hard. It is really hard for me to get invested in days nowadays because of the writer right now. It Weirdly enough, I tend to avoid their spoilers a lot. Like, <laughs> y'all share them in the group chat, but for the most part, I'm just, I'm kind of just like in my own world, so I don't often pay attention unless someone asks me. Like, Ariette will have to come in and tell me, hey, come look at this, because <laughs> I usually don't. So that's why when the stuff about Jan came out, I was okay with it, because I didn't see it coming, because I, I genuinely didn't think they were going to do that. I thought it was just going to be John. But spoilers aside, do y'all get what I'm trying to say? When it's obvious that the writer has a certain favor or that the end game yeah. is coming, yeah, it's hard to get invested in the story. It's kind of like with Jake time, and Gabby, it's hard too because they they've been actively avoiding writing for them since she came back. Exactly, and they haven't written for Philip either ever since Chloe kind of curved him. So it's kind of like. Well, that's going to be shifting um, soon. But it's kind of like, why should I get invested in Philip and Gabby if I know you're going to put yeah. Jake and Gabby back together? So it's kind of like, again, yeah. 90% like, of the time I watch this show because of the podcast. I'm not watching it because I enjoy it anymore or I feel like it's something interesting is going to happen. I literally know what's going to happen at the end of the week. I know what's going to happen at the end of the month. I know this couple is going to get back together. I know there's that in the third. So it's like, okay, what now? What bothers me about it is that, and, and this is a very Ron specific thing because he did the same thing on GH and One Life to Live, is that he feels like because the end game is so telegraphed that the audience will just, you know, keep the faith and ride to that point and whatever happens in between we'll find a way to be okay with because we're going to get to this designated end with the couple that you know we're quote-unquote shipping and the thing is if you damage this couple between point a and point z i'm not gonna want to get to the happily ever after if you've made me not care. dislike them and the you know on the way there and he never seems to take that 
into account. Like sometimes the ends do not justify the means. No, they don't. Because it's the best, a lot of the times the best part is how you get somewhere. Right. I, I'm just going to keep it a buck with y'all. The way it's looking, I might not stick around for this show. Because it doesn't look like you they keep saying the- that, but yeah, I, and I'm so here. serious. I'm so serious this time because I'm I'm sick of it. Like just sitting here talking about it, I'm drained because it didn't used to be like this, y'all. To the point where we could tell you exactly. If this was the old days, and we had this Ben Theo Sierra triangle, we wouldn't know where this was gonna go. It's no, not a triangle. It's not. It's def. It is absolutely not a triangle. You know what I meant. All three of them you know, having dumb stuff. Mute. <laughs> no, I get. No, I get what you're saying. Like back in the day, it would have been a triangle, but Ron doesn't really write triangles. He writes third party angst. It, exactly. Yeah. If this was back in the day, we wouldn't know where Sierra was going with this, or who's gonna end up together at the end. Now. We're just watching and waiting for when Ben and Sierra get back together. And I don't care. I don't care anymore. So, and it's clear we're not getting another writer, so. Like, well, since since you brought up Ben, Claire, uh, Ben, Sierra, and Theo, we might as well pivot there, because, whew. They are goofy. I'm just. Like, literally, (laughs) my thing is, like, Sierra is screaming at the top of her lungs. I don't want to be married anymore. Okay, fine, then get a fucking divorce. You have two lawyers in your family, both of whom you have had scenes with recently, and divorce didn't come up with come up once. You're going to leave the whole ass country to get away from this man, but you won't file for a fucking divorce. You're going to tell Theo you want to live in the now, but you don't want to sever ties to your past. Girl! This I love you, and I get first. that you have amnesia, and you're scared as fuck right now, but girl, come on. This is the first time throughout this entire storyline I've had a problem with anything Theo or Sierra have done. Yeah. At this point, I was cool. I was letting it play out. This, when Sierra told Ben, I'm leaving with Theo, and Theo told Claire, um, Sierra's leaving with me to go to South Africa, I'm like, so. Swear to God, I did not want Theo to know. I wanted this to be an impulsive decision that Sierra made, and that for Theo to come into that room and, and find out that and play along in the moment. And then when Ben leaves, go, girl, what did you just do? But when he said that to Claire, I was like, oh, honey, no. That's the thing. They it looks like they may have changed what was planned because that's not what the um because the scene that aired in the uh, promo wasn't what aired on screen. Theo didn't look surprised when Sierra grabbed his hand. It's, they're all just being goofy and I'm, I'm the thing is the sad part about it is this is very in character for Theo and yeah. his uh, his dynamic with Sierra I've said it before yeah she this says is, jump he says how high <laughs> like it's just and that was cute when you were kids it was even cute when you were 18 it's not cute anymore and my I thing think- is because of what happened when they were 18 you would think he would be a little more guarded like look i've been down this road before with you you dumped me for my uncle who didn't even want you and i can see that you're running from your feelings for your husband like i don't want to go down this road that is where i would have had theo's point of view being i think right now he's he comes off right now as just being 
protective and supportive. And he can be supportive and protective, but he also needs to be honest. Mm-hmm. And that he's not doing. He needs to be honest with himself and he needs to be honest with Sierra. Look, I understand you're scared, but right now isn't the best. Like, even if, like, even call her out. If you want to leave, file for divorce. Like, at least do that. Let him be blunt about that. If you want to yeah. leave, file for divorce. If you're serious about starting over and doing something different, file for divorce. And the fact that no one, it's weird, no one has mentioned it. I, it's like I, I said to Tony, I think part of why they're not bringing it up is they're trying to avoid the whole, they, they know they're not going to go down that route, so they don't want to open the door, and they're, they're avoiding the whole mess that was Liz, Kim, Frank, and Drew over on GH with that situation. But it... He can, I, I mean, she could fall for It's going to come back around. And the only because listen, amnesia, amnesiac divorces happen. It happened right. with Will. He kissed Paul and then divorced Sonny so fast he left a vapor trail. <laughs> so, like, it's not an uncommon thing. I think it's going to circle back around because we know that Sierra is back quickly. Like, sometime in May or June, she is back on screen. I think Ben is going to be hurt and because she is still legally his wife, any medical decisions that have to be made are going to fall to her and that is what is going to bring her home and that is what is going to start us on the journey to her actually being open to dealing with their past and remembering and getting us back on the road to Ben and Sierra. But this, this was a whole choice and I like, and people are saying, well, this is what you get when your actress recurs. And I'm like, no, this is what you get when the writer chooses to make a choice because they could have written out Sierra any number of ways that did not have to involve this. They didn't have to bring her back until they had her full time. I mean, even like with the break, they could easily write it. She's feeling overwhelmed. She's scared. Shondi's found hope. She's going to go spend time with her mom. Yep. Right. They didn't they didn't even have to do amnesia to warrant a break. She could have been she could have lapsed back into a coma. She could have been paralyzed and gone off for treatment. She could have had PTSD after everything she's been through within the last year and gone off for treatment. There is a whole laundry list of things they could have done that was not this. This was solidly on the writer and had next to nothing to do with the actress and whatever her choices are. So the people saying that this is because of what Victoria decided to do can kiss my ass. And again, I said last week, this has nothing to do with the writer's, the con- um, the actor's status. He wrote this story with Jack. He wrote this story with Will. He likes that Mija stories, just like he likes rape stories. We have to call a spade a spade. He needs to stop writing this. There was no reason for Sierra to have amnesia at all. No. And then the thing that bothers me about this story, and it's one of the reasons why I've been so like pushing back so much on the criticism that Theo's getting, he has taken Theo so far out of his character. You can say a lot of things about Theo. You cannot say that he is someone who is opportunistic, who takes advantage of the people that he loves. That has never been Theo, ever. Do you think that's what's happening now? That has never been. It's 100% what's happening now. He literally It's where they're leaning towards because- He literally said what happens if she doesn't remember. Yeah, he know, given who Sierra is and what she's been through, 
and how their relationship is, he would not be like, I'm gonna take, I'm I'm gonna take my chance. Because he has always, their dynamic has always been where he puts, it's like he said, I'm team you. Their dynamic has always been he puts what she needs and what she wants ahead of what is best for him. That's always been. And he's not doing that now, because if he was doing that now, he would be her honest best friend and he would call her on her crap and say, look, you are running away from what you feel and that's okay, but you need to own that. And I don't want to be your consolation prize. I'm going to slightly disagree with this because Theo can be honest with a lot of people. He can stand up to a lot of people. He's never been able to do that with Sierra. Ever. No, but he's also never taken actions that would, he's never knowingly taken an action that would cause her pain. And he knows that if she wakes up tomorrow with her memory. When he did that wasn't, he was honestly just trying to get her to be as happy as he was. Yeah. So as misguided as that was, he never intended to hurt her. Which part? When he basically got Wyatt to date her by telling her all his all her favorite things, he basically oh. catfished her with Wyatt. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Her feelings have always been more important to him than his feelings. And he knows that if she wakes up tomorrow with her memory, she would be horrified. Mm-hmm. be with the man that she loves he knows this even though he wasn't there for you know their and the thing is though he um, knows how much she loved ben at one point because she left south africa in 2019 early to co make things right with ben and they had just gotten together at that point so like it's not like he doesn't know how much she cares about him he's yeah, just being this, this he's this is what theo. we it's were afraid of theo. And I, is... I don't like him being used as a prop. I, I, for, you know, Sims, Sims, epic, happily ever after. And that's why we're not getting, you know, Theo's point of view. That's why he's not getting any exploration. And for who he is, that is just so disrespectful to the character. It, I don't, I don't like anything about this story. No, and this is what we were afraid of. This is what we were hope we we wanted to be wrong. We did not want this story to wind up here. We wanted to be wrong, and here we are. And it is just it's a mess. It is a giant mess. It's definitely a mess. Um, the the weird thing is the versions of Theo I've seen interact with Sierra this seems like it comes for me it comes off as he's just doing whatever she wants it doesn't it doesn't matter what he what she may want if she had her memories he just wants to do whatever she wants right now but then in the scenes with Claire wouldn't he in that wouldn't he like in the scenes with Claire it literally came off like he doesn't want her to remember because he just wants to live in the now and have the chance he never had. That is what it felt like to me. And I felt like if you were right and he's just doing what Sierra would have wanted, then he would have said that to Claire instead of saying what he said. Well, he's he did say this was Sierra's idea. Like he was Both. already he was already planning to leave town and Sierra decided to leave with him. He didn't tell her no. 
I, what I wanted to have happen is see, like, is have Theo kind of push back and Sierra be like, look, I'm leaving town regardless. I can either go with my best friend or I can go off on my own. But either way, I am out of Salem. But see, in order for that to have been the narrative, there would have to be interest in, you know, protecting Thea as a character. And there is no interest in, you know, not damaging Thea. He's a prop for, you know, Sin to get there. He's he's a he's a prop for Sin to get their love against all odds story. He didn't even need like this. Didn't and he didn't need he, to have. You know, he didn't need to be, but that's what he is, and that's why he's being written the way that he's being written. Michael is being very quiet to me. How people can? I don't care anymore. It's a miracle <laughs> I watched this show. It's just. Ugh. You know, I, I it's like I said before, Ron makes things messy that don't really need to be messy. He because there was a way again, to do again, this. His writing style ruined it. It's obvious where it's from the go, so why should I care anymore? And my thing is like it didn't have to go this way. Like the um, the amnesia trope wasn't needed, and if you were going to do the amnesia trope, you certainly didn't have to do it like this. Like, just, just to bring Theo back on as a prop is enough, but it's just the simple fact that we know where this is going. We know that they're in game. He said as such in soap opera digest. So again, if we know where this is going to go. Why should I care? I'm like, I care because I love them and I'm here for the journey, but I need something to shift. Like, I'm hoping that when she comes back in a few weeks, that things start to shift and that this was just a story dictated exit to give Sierra some perspective, some time, a moment to breathe. I really wish she wasn't dragging Theo along with her, like it just this is all just a mess but i hope that when she comes back we pivot because my god this has been a mess i i just i i i don't know anymore i really don't i'm just i i, I theo deserves better that's you know 100% deserves better he deserves claire who's right there not doing anything I wouldn't say that. He does deserve better, though. He deserved better than class. Like, he, just this I, whole thing. Just I mean, mess. it's like Theo's a prop and Claire's a cheerleader. Claire is the only one speaking sense in this entire story because, like, she was horrified at what Ben did, which, thank God, somebody was like, dude, what were you Suddenly thinking? she has a brain. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And then she also called Theo out on what he was doing. And I was like, thank God. And and see, the thing is with Theo, like Wednesday, he said all the right things to Sierra. And I was like, oh, thank God we're not actually going in the predatory route. I was wrong. Like, he's not going to take advantage of her. Like, he's not actually wanting to hurt her or wanting to start anything. And then Thursday happened with all that live in the now shit. And I was just like, oh, here we go. Well... I'm still the era high, but at this point, fuck this show. 
<laughs> I mean, I don't care anymore. Like, just talking about it in the last segment just made me realize that I just don't care. Until they need a massive overhaul right now. No, I still just dis- I still I disagree. He doesn't come off as predatory to yeah, me. Yeah, I don't think it's so much as predatory as it is. Like, pred- no, he's not. Predatory, predatory is he's being naive and stupid. He, predatory to me is Stefan actively reading up on DID and then sleeping with Abigail anyway. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so predatory may have been the wrong word, but he, like he, he, he's he, coming off as naive and like and they, selfish. They they um they basically dropped the anvil like when um Abe told Paulina these they have to learn on their own. I was like, damn. That's when I realized, oh shit, I figured out what's coming. Yeah, I, and I'm gonna be very interested to see what Abe and Eli and Lonnie's reactions are when they say goodbye to him next week. Because they don't know that Sierra is tagging along, and I'm gonna be very interested to see what Sean thinks when yeah, they the find it. Is, like, and it doesn't look like there. It doesn't look like Sierra's in those scenes. So they're not. I wish they would just change it to having Ben and Sierra leave. Ben and Sierra, I, I would, I wouldn't hate that, but because uh, I'm, I'm so over it. I'm they're so not gonna crazy. do that, and that's the unfortunate. That's not. It's not that it's unfortunate. It's the fact I would be okay with Ben and Sierra. I, I need a break from them. I really do being written well and that's that's what they haven't been since 2019 they're just if we know we know whatever story we, whatever story they tell we know how it's going to end there's nothing to get invested in because no no one else matters on the road to sin nothing else matters on the road to sin. Not I, even, I'm at the point characters. where I, I do not want to watch the show these characters online like that's how I'm where I'm at now but it it's old. It's tired. I'm sick of the fans. I'm sick of them. I'm just sick and damn I'm tired. And I'm sick of being like, way about the show. I mean, it, it shouldn't be a point where you're bringing in legacy characters to have to prop them up. It shouldn't be a point where you have another legacy character being their fucking cheerleader and that's the only story they have. It should not be to the point where nobody cares because we know where the story is going it shouldn't be this way and i'm tired of the excuses i'm tired of well it's no i'm sick and fucking tired of it so at this point even as a theater fan i don't give a fuck what they do anymore fuck this show yeah and it's like okay and it's like you you have people you know you have like the writer or whatever and and other people being like oh trust the process trust the process trust the process well that's good him too because i'm sick of him using that as an excuse uh, my thing is that's great if you're a sin fan, but what if you're not? And then half the time he don't and even like, know what he's talking about. Um, so like for me as a Theo fan, fuck the process. What are you going to do with this character that I care about that you're sitting up here using as a prop and damaging? How are you going to fix that? It, no, here's the thing. It'd be different if it was just Theo looking bad, but literally everyone in that situation looks terrible i mean they all like they all do they all do like they all look terrible and the only person talking to look at sense is claire but not even really so at the end of the day you know as you know if if you're a sin shipper you know at the end of the day he is going to at least make an effort to rehabilitate your characters and put them in a good place by the end of this He's, he may not succeed at that, but you know he's going to at least make that effort. As uh, a Theo fan, I have absolutely no nothing 
nothing to, to, to hang on to, to believe that he is going to make Theo okay at the end of this. Is this the last story? No, we still got Paulina, Chanel, Eli, and Lonnie, and Xander. Xander. Well, y'all can talk about that because I slept through it. I ain't gonna lie to you. That was one of the brighter spots of the week for me. Like, I love all things Paulina. Chanel and Xander have a great vibe. I'm so sad that it's ending so soon. Uh, But, like, it really was. It was like, wait, 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 wait. I didn't fall asleep through it. Okay. (laughs) I fell asleep on something else. Chanel I fell asleep on the last segment since you didn't say much. <laughs> no, no, I just changed the channel because I just got so pissed about it. It was just, uh, I want a new writer. I'm going to say it. I don't care who gets mad. I don't want to hear no, well, he's a lesser evil fuck that we need a new writer. Anyways. Yeah, but that's not happening. So. <laughs> okay, y'all better find a new host because I mean it. I'm, I'm at a point where I can't even watch this shit anymore. Well, um, what was I about to say? Chanel needs not to scam again. She doesn't need the plan. She doesn't need the scheme. Because <laughs> why would you enough. openly talk about your plan backfiring in front of the person you're trying to scam? Here, here's and here's so a question. Impulsive. Here's a question I posed in the group chat. Is she a good schemer or is she just really, really lucky? Because up until this point, Mama's been bankrolling everything. So this might have been the first chance she's actually had to actually pull off a scheme. Yeah. So we don't actually know if she's good or bad. She just happened to get really lucky. I don't even think she's been scheming. She's been living off her mother for this long. Exactly. And And then Mama just cut her off. And so she just started scheming her way now, which, I mean, for her first scheme, this was actually not a bad one. No, for the first one, no. This is, this was, this is a decent start now are they going to keep her on this route i don't know i would hope so and let her get better at it like i don't need her switching babies or anything but it was was, i'm just i'm excited to see where chanel goes as a character yeah i I do wish her and xander lasted a bit longer so they could cause cause trouble together i just wanted to see what they. that's why i feel like it was pointless i mean they got married last week and they and didn't even get a lot of money out of it. Exactly. They got married last week. Now here we are. They're planning the divorce. And m- money didn't come about it. So it was like, okay. The point of this was to give Xander his balls back. We didn't even need it. Oh, fuck this show. Y'all got it. <laughs> without, without Sarah, I guess, but... It could have lasted a bit longer and we could have gotten yeah. longer pay something like a bigger payoff out of it. Like he didn't like had they had Paulina actually given, like been desperate enough to get Chanel away from him to, and guilt gave him ten million dollars, that would have been something to see. Cause they probably wouldn't have divorced after that. They probably would have just shared the money. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see where they go from here and how are y'all feeling about Abe and Paulina because I really did enjoy the scenes with Abe and Paulina where Abe was giving her the lowdown on Xander and that's what made it kind of weird for me that she was like you know you made your bed not lie in it because if as a mom if I find out that the guy that my daughter has run off and married is you know some blood diamond dealing kidnapping baby switching 
you know, attempted murderer, I'm I'm probably going to cut that check to get her you know, or cut a check to get her out of that marriage. Well, she did cut the check. This was a big one. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, she, does, she, what doesn't, I mean. she doesn't seem desperate enough. Yeah. Like at first she was, and then she realized they were trying to scam her. She was like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to give them whatever I feel like giving them. Because it was, it, it was very much like, okay, the thing is, though, it's like you don't, she doesn't really know Xander well enough to be confident that he would not get, you know, violent should he not get what he wanted. Unless she's just going off of what Abe said and she's trusting Abe enough to know that her daughter is at least not in any imminent danger. But even Abe was like, uh, he he, he kind of changed, I think. I <laughs> <laughs> he, the thing is, he tried to sell it. And then the moment he mentioned the baby switch and, and, and the rape accusation, she was like, well, shit, I got to get her away from him. Like he, yeah. Abe was trying. He was trying not to be like a jerk to Xander, but there was really no way to dress up Xander's history. I hate the that, fact that they glossed over what he did to Marlena, though. Yeah. Like, in, in the laundry list of things that they listed, they literally skipped the fact that he shot Marlena. Well, there's and well, get, I, well, that could be because there's no proof of it. But it doesn't matter. Like, and coming from Abe, given how close Abe and Marlena are, and yes, I still say are, even though they don't play it up the way they should, that absolutely should have come out of his mouth. Yeah, I mean... But, and I think that's where like his I, I guess he's changed he, he's, they, they, that's what they tell me anyway <laughs> <laughs> I mean he, he did not seem very confident in you know Sanders newfound moral compass no he's not confident at all I love that Eli didn't want to be the one to tell Pauline everything he's like yeah no this is not this is not my circus not my monkeys, not my problem. I'm good. I am excited to see what happens when she moves in with Eli and Lonnie. Yes. I'm curious to see how that plays out. And with Lonnie trying to be like more of a um, of a role model for her, I wonder if Chanel's going to push back on that. I hope she does. She Me absolutely is. Because she's, I mean, she was to me that like she was playing money like a $2 bill. Oh, yeah, for real. Yeah, she was. It's interesting to me how Paulina keeps holding up Lonnie as like this shining example, even when Lonnie's sitting there telling her, oh, no, auntie, it it, it was a mess for a long time. <laughs> but she but she also said, well, that's even better. You've gotten your life together now. So Were they sh- on this week? Yes. Yes. Eli Lonnie. Yes. Yeah, so, anyway. But it was it was that was um part of Paulina's pitch. Like, well, you were a mess before, and now you've gotten your life together. You could this would this could work out. You would be a great mentor to her. They need to give them a story because I completely forgot they was on this way. It's coming. Well, I, okay, I'm not even gonna say that. Yeah, continue. <laughs> I don't so much mind them being background as long as it's moving things forward as long as they're not just like showing up at the pub and eating a, a bowl of chow right and as long as that like even if they're playing recap police if they're if they're recapping stuff that they've been a part of like 
Yeah, they're not. Fine. They're not. They're not talking about what Rafe and Ava are doing in the kitchen. Like exactly, <laughs> like because they they had been in Sierra doing that like the summer of 2019 before all this stuff kicked up off with Jordan's return. Like that whole summer, they were literally recapping stuff with Hope and Rafe and Ted, and I'm just like, why are they being wasted? So I'm just so happy that Eli and Lonnie are not having that. That every time they have scenes. It's just them being them, like recapping stuff. And then even talking about Jules rolling over and like just getting to be parents. I'm saying right now, I'm okay with Eli and Lonnie um, not being in any major drama, at least until after their first anniversary. Then you can raise hell. Like just give them time to like be because they've been through a lot. They dealt with a lot of angst. So give them a year. And then after that, do what you want. Don't trash them, but do do a do a story. I a mean, story. hell, they literally went from the wedding right into the Kristen stuff and then were apart for most of the fall into Christmas. Then their kids were kidnapped. And now, like, this is the first time they've really just kind of gotten a chance to be. So from now up until they celebrate their anniversary, if we get, like, happy little moments, that's awesome. And then, like you said, once the anniversary happens, have Chanel raise hell. I wouldn't mind that they left Salem. Would you hush? Like, seriously, we get it. Everything sucks for you right now, but, like, we're actually enjoying this, or at least trying to. No, no I'm saying they're not doing anything with them. But I but, think, though, but, soaps, there's, like, a famous quote from Julia Barr about soaps and your writing on the soap. It's either feast or famine. Meaning that you're either getting a lot of story or you're not really getting story and you're playing in the background. And that's really how it used to be. They used to rotate their cast. They used to rotate their stories. Everybody took their turn on the back burner. And, you know, some people got to lead story until that story was over. And then they moved up the new group. And but, but so, you know, even, back burner. so like you don't. So even if your faves weren't on at the moment, you didn't tune in and be like, oh, there's not going to be anything for me to watch because you knew eventually they were going to come up. And nowadays, lead, the leads are the leads and they, they never rotate not off rotate. the lead. No, no, but I'm saying it's one thing to be back burner and I don't see you for a while, but you're on my screen doing absolutely nothing. But they're not doing absolutely nothing. They're being used to further to to deepen like I don't want to connections hear about for and Chanel and further other stories along. Like, like they're not the focus of a story, but they're playing parts in. They're anchoring. They're an anchor point. Anchoring for a story, which yeah. is right, also a talking, good place to be. Well, they were talking, and there's like, well, the babies rolled over. And the whole time I'm like, and well, okay, but you, you don't, don't care, care about, them. about them. You don't care about them or their kids, but for people like us who do, we enjoyed it. Okay. If this was you if know, this was if this was six months of this, then I'd have a problem. It hasn't even been three. So it, it feels like it though. For you, you like, maybe you don't like them. That's okay. I never said I didn't like them. I said they find I find them boring. That's you the have, same you thing. have you have said okay. I can find something <laughs> bored. That doesn't mean I don't like them. But you've said that. 
Right. You, said you, you, you said, said that multiple times. I multiple said times. I find them boring. You the, also said you like connect. them individually, but you do not like them together as a couple. You have no, said that I more than not. once. I said, let me finish. You said it I on said, this podcast. I, let me finish. I said, I find them boring. Boring does not equate to I don't like them. I like them individually, yeah, but together they bore the living hell out of me. If you're going to repeat what I said, we're going to use my exact quotes. And you literally said you, you can't get invested in them as a couple. And, and okay, that doesn't mean I don't like them. But that's that, cool, but I find them boring. We got to agree to disagree on this. Because uh, I, 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 I boring tend, doesn't mean I don't tend I don't to like, like things it. that bore me, but maybe that's just me. Okay, I can. It's plenty of people in this world that I like, but I find them boring. You just said you wanted them off the show. Because they're boring me right now. That doesn't mean I don't like them. There's plenty of people I want off the show. I want Abigail off the show. And I don't, I love Abigail right now, but I want her off the show because I don't like the company she's keeping. Well, you're getting that wish, I think. Because at this point, like. She's about 70 months pregnant. At this she's point. about eight months pregnant. Because this was, these episodes were filmed, I believe, around the 15th of February, like around there. So, like, she's about a month away from giving birth when these were filmed. So, either she's pre-taped a bunch of stuff and we're actually going to see her on air through her maternity leave, I'm or... Because we've been talking about her leaving forever. And it hasn't happened yet. Because she had her baby on March 13th. So they, they went out of their way to announce the Sierra's leaving. They have not announced hers. Prob- but they all they announced they're leaving because it's coming up this week. If she's leaving like the week of May third, like when when Tuesday when Soap Opera Digest starts circulating on Twitter on Tuesday, she ve- she very well could be listed in the comings and goings. Okay. No, I stand by what I said. I wouldn't mind them leaving town for a few months. Um, is there any other story that we missed? I, no, I think we touched on everything. Okay. Well, it's time for my favorite segment of this podcast, where I give a little read to a special thing. Welcome to the Michaels Reading Rainbow. Isn't it the Mavericks <laughs> Reading Rainbow? Honey, I'm just trying to get through the end of this podcast so I can go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, my original read was going to be for Sierra. But quite honestly... She doesn't even deserve my breath at this point. Overall, the show needs a massive overhaul. Overall, personally, for me, they need to sit down. I thought the pandemic was going to help, you know, that long break of them sitting down, but it seems like it's gotten gradually worse. I said it before and I'll say it again. If they don't shape up, this show is going to go down the way of all my children. And now... It is time for your watching it wrong. All right. All right. Um, jump in. <laughs> trying to decide what I want my watching it wrong to be. Okay. So we mentioned Ron's comments in Soap Opera Digest in regards to Ben and Sierra's story earlier. And I saw a lot of tweets with people having issue that he said that and people having issue with sin fans choosing to have faith in those words and here's my thing if you're not a fan of the couple 
why do you give a fuck how their fans react to stuff? Like, if people are not in your mentions or up your ass in your face about something, why the fuck do you care what fans of a couple you don't claim to like are doing? It's such a weird flex to me. That was that was my watching it wrong. I don't think I have one. Bella? Mine was, mine touches on something I've said before. For me, the best pairings are two compelling characters that are able to stand on their own. And there was a, uh, I saw a tweet that was basically saying that Ben's entire redemption and his entire purpose is rooted in Sierra's love. And if you take that away, then he has no rooting value left. And I was just like, that's not how this is supposed to work. If you're only in it for the couple that's your right but you have to understand that you're watching a genre where pretty much everybody breaks up and if you think that this character has no rooting value outside of this couple you might want to recalculate your expectations because (laughs) the odds of them staying together forever ever are slim and none uh, like I said before, these new soap stands would not have been able to survive back in the day. Couldn't have. They broke up every other week back in the day. And I think that's another that, thing that's taken me out of this show, by the way. The fans. Well, I, that I can agree with you on. It's difficult to engage in a show when fans are, a lot of them are just awful terrible (laughs) terrible people there's a reason i do not go that's why i don't have a watching you're watching it wrong this week i did not go into the hashtag i watched the show i enjoyed it for what it was i refuse to go into the hashtag this week i don't even go into into the show tag but this is just stuff that filters into my timeline like see that's i think that's why i think that's why you have a particular perspective on the sin fandom that people outside of it have a tough time sharing at times because I don't go into that tag. I do go into the show tag on occasion. It's, it's brutal. And y'all be, some of your people be in there acting like they have no home training. Um, just mm, mm. Like, you know, for like, it's like when you were saying, why do you care how, because y'all don't keep it in your home. <laughs> like it's. Y'all don't keep it 100 either. Because we can call you on it. And then it, it seems like we're making it up. Y'all yeah, gas- Mariah, suddenly, I don't know. I don't see. I can't read. It, exactly. It, it, it's very gaslight-ish in a way. So oh, it's, hating. It's, it's, like, but I, I mean, it's like I, I get like I would never go into like any a, a ship tag 
and like spew negativity because that that's just not I don't um, believe that's how you get down no and you shouldn't but it's like when people are in the show tag the show tag is the show tag we're talking about the show as a whole your 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 fave or your ship may catch a stray and if you are not capable of dealing with that maybe you should stick to the rivers and the streams that you're used to <laughs> I'm, I'm glad i grew out of that i don't take things personally anymore i just it is what it is it, and it's it's the same thing opinion. like if you if you don't like a couple why are you in a person's mentions because I, I, I had somebody in my mentions or like earlier this week who didn't like Ben and Sierra and wanted Ben and Claire. Okay, fine. That is for your right on your timeline. Keep that shit out of my mentions. You know I'm a Sin fan. Why am I going to want to see that? I, I, I think I just need to take a tw- salt Twitter break and then try to get back to the show because just being entangled with salt Twitter has ruined my perspective on a lot of couples. A lot of the show... It, it, I don't know. Maybe I just need to take a little break. I don't know. Because now I'm just at the point where it's like... Or maybe you're just not a morning person and recording this early was a very bad idea. Maybe. I don't know. Well, this is my one day off this week, so... (laughs) Yeah. I don't think we should ever record this early again, because you are grumpy. (laughs) It was early. I hadn't even eaten yet when y'all said... (laughs) No, it's not that. It's just me sitting here thinking about it and discussing what I was talking about with the whole Gabby and Philip thing just kind of like pissed me off because again, we're, I don't like the fact that we can't enjoy the show for what it is because we know exactly where it's going to head. And it didn't used to be like that. It's not like that on other shows. YMR and Bold, as terrible as Bold, he is Lord no Dylan. You know how terrible Bold is. But it's so many twists and turns and you don't know where it's going that is enjoyable, if that makes sense. Whereas Days, it can be decent at best. But if I know where the story is going and we know what's going to be in game and all that, what's the point? Like with the young and the restless i can honestly say there's only one couple on that show that i know is just going to be in game regardless and that's victor and nikki everybody else is kind of a free-for-all days it seems like every couple they put together you know it's going to be in game at the end of the day so in my head it's like why even bother why bother I don't know. Maybe I'm just a party of one. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think anybody's getting what I'm saying. No, I get it. Like I was saying, um, I'm, I'm actively trying to keep myself from enjoying Gabby and Philip because I know it's not going to lead anywhere. And it shouldn't have to be that way. That's what I'm saying. We shouldn't have a writer who is so transparent and biased towards certain couples that we can see where it's going. But see, with other couples, I can 
I can see that argument. I almost kind of can't with Jake and Gabby because he's actively avoided writing for them since Camila came back. So it almost seems like he doesn't like them. But at, at the same time, it's pop. It's clear that, that what he's trying to do at the same time. Well, no, it, it's clear, and it, and it's clear for a lot of other reasons. Like especially if you pay attention to actor social media and you know what's coming. It's clear, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's clear in his writing because he's done everything he can to make Gabby and Jake look terrible in this story. See, I don't think he thinks they look terrible, though. That's the thing. I think that there's a disconnect between what he intends and what we receive. Well, that's true. That's 100% true. (laughs) Well, I don't think Ron has self-awareness. No, he doesn't. That's been his issue from One Life to live exactly yeah he doesn't have, like the fiasco with oh this wasn't rape referring to Stephen and gabby i mean abby like yeah it was sir that's <laughs> it, it really was there's no way around that like, he doesn't have a self-awareness and, and another thing i know we're gonna top it listeners but i'm pissed and we're just gonna have to sit here and have this discussion <laughs> plus we went through the weekly recap kind of fast today so hey we yeah, got we time I hate to be that person, but social media really ruined soaps, to be honest. Because now, I know they say they don't do this, but they gauge our fan reaction. It is just as bad as the fuck us groups that Brian Fonz used to listen to back in the day. Do they gauge on fan reactions, though? Because listen, there is not a single person except maybe for you and two other people who actually enjoy Jake and Kate. And yet that's all we've been seeing. But the thing is, Jake and Kate weren't to be taken seriously. Exactly. Jake and Kate were nothing but angst for Jake and Gabby. Like, like, for example, I hate to throw Sam fans under the bus. Please stop doing that. Well, well honey, y'all had to get out the street. Um, <laughs> Um, let's say this. If this was the 90s and people were pissy about Theo, whether he be a third party ex, whether it be a triangle or what, if Sin fans were pissed back in the day, y'all would have just been pissed because James E. Riley wouldn't have gave two shakes of a stripper's ass. Where today, I'm sure Ryan goes onto Twitter going through the Sin tag and the Days tag like crazy and he see how pissed y'all are at him so now he's trying to pivot and even though that was his plan all along i'm just giving an example he's trying to pivot and hurry up and make ben and sierra get back together whereas back in the day we could they could have screamed till they were blue in the face and they wouldn't have gotten back together until james e riley felt like it was time for them to get back together I also feel like Ron does what he wants to do and fuck what the audience says. And that's basically what he says. I think with he certain, does that. With certain audiences. Yeah. Not yeah, all. I was going to say, no, he absolutely plays he, to he certain He caters bases. to certain fan bases. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not. He always has. And try and say that he doesn't. I think if he likes a couple, like, if he sees it for a couple, like, that's who he's going to write to, regardless of what the fans think. Because I remember back on One Life to Leo. He catered to certain fan bases. If they got pissed about a certain story, it was fixed probably about five or six weeks later. 
Days is also written further out than what they shoot. Like they were they were filming. Have they September. moved back to that three months crap again? Like they were writing April and November. So all of this stuff that we're seeing with Ben, like all the stuff that we're seeing with the amnesia story, like he wrote that in November before any of it even hit air. Why so he, why does he write so far out? Because they have to. I know they I know they fixed the taping schedule, but so it's they they it's closer fixed, to air date. The, it's yeah, but they still have to write as though they're eight months ahead because eventually they're going to get back there. Jesus. So he because like when he did Dish and Days on the anniversary in November, he was just getting ready to write April first. So all of the stuff with the amnesia and the stuff that we are seeing now was written in like November and December before any of it even hit air. Ron is not the type of writer you can have writing eight months ahead because you don't know what the hell is going to come out of his pen. I mean, he's, he's, they're right, like, they're writing, they're still, even though they're out of, they finished filming their season, they're still writing into the fall now. So, like, good lord. They're still writing episodes as if they're going to continue. So, they could be, for all we know, if they were writing April and November, they could very easily be writing November and December right now. Good lord. Like, (laughs) so as much as, if as it's much going as the think, way it's going now, that's not a good, good thing. So, as much as you think that the audience reaction matters to Ron, it really doesn't. Or if it does, it's not going to take effect. It as does. Soon as you it's think it's it not does. the. Yeah, it does. He just. It's not so much that he's writing to the immediate reaction. He's writing to what has been, you know, what moved the needle before. Uh, I yeah. mean, he's writing to the he's writing to the data set that he has. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty obvious, and, and quite honestly, you can't really say he is engaged in our fan reaction. I mean, come look at Stela. I, I mean, the Stela fans cut a book on Twitter, and then you see what happened with their storylines. Oh no, a hundred percent. He can definitely be petty if you come at him sideways. I'm not disputing so, that. So, just, which means he's writing fan reaction. Or exactly. He's trolling through social media. Yeah, whether it's about pleasing or sticking it to somebody. He's it just, I just don't think it's gonna. It's, I don't think it's it, going to show on screen as quickly as you think. Is uh, what I'm saying. It, it's been pretty obvious to a uh, certain. Certain. I mean, Elani could be an example of this. I mean, they wrote respectful letters. They did a whole campaign, and then Elani got some storylines out of it. Right. Stayla, they got on social media and was pissed with Ron. <laughs> Stayla got shitty storylines. To sit here and say he doesn't try to cater to fans or try to stick it to fans after he's seen their reaction, hate to say it, it's kind of bullshit to see even try to. But I'm I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's not happening as quickly as you think. It absolutely happens. It's just not gonna happen as quickly as you think because this story has already been written. Oh, okay. I now I see what you're saying. That makes the story has already been written before we even see it, so he can't react to what we haven't seen yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He absolutely does it. It's just not going to be as quick as you think. So, so what you're saying is, 
he's going to get his revenge. It's just not going to be what we expect. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But I've it, always thought Ron needed a co-head. Same. Because no, there are things no. that he does very, very well. And then there yeah. are things that he needs to be he needs to be talked out of. And, and here's another thing: Ron needs a publicist who handles his social media because he, he cannot. Gets our, <laughs> he gets our social media and runs with it. It, it is worse than the focus groups and Brian Franz. It, it, if you're an old soap watcher, you know what I'm talking about. You but no, know. I, I know what true. you're talking about. Yeah. Remember, <laughs> don't forget the fuck us groups. I remember. <laughs> The North remembers. I was old enough to remember that one. But it, it just seems like I know we're all off topic. But I think our fans like when we do these talks. One day we're going to have a podcast of just us talking candidly. It might be the Summer Olympics. Oh yeah, because Daisy's going to be off for two weeks. Exactly. So two episodes of just talking our shit. I love oh, Lord, it. That should be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Considering it can go for eight hours. Good lord. Oh. But I, I go ahead, Michael. But that's why I say social media kind of ruined us. And Dylan, that might be a good idea that we have a co-head writer. But do you think the writer is gonna let that happen? <laughs> no, but no, and that's the problem. He, was he had a co-head writer. Wasn't Sherry Anderson a co-head writer at one point? No, when you first no, no. She wasn't a co-head. She was like, she was still. She he, was a consultant. The buck, yeah, the buck still stopped with Ron. Like he's never. I don't think in any show. Let me see. I don't think he's ever had to share the responsibility of co-head writer where they had I to think compromise he did for a little bit. I think he did for a little bit on One Life with under Dina. And I'm sorry. Do you know how yeah. long ago that was? That was over. That <laughs> was, was over ten years ago. It was in 2006. It's 2021. So 15 years. Exactly. Jesus. So it's like he then came so far with one like to live, GH, and now days by himself. Do you think that man gonna let a co-head writer come in? Maybe he'll be out faster than KA was. Honestly, I think he might welcome it because it I have to imagine that writing days under the budget constraints that they have, under the time constraints that they have, has to be really, really stressful for anyone. So I imagine that having a little bit of help would actually be a welcome rather than a hindrance. Well, I don't know, because I feel like Ken Corday doesn't want to help it out. This man is calmed down today. He wants this show to be counseled, to be honest. We're going to have be completely honest. This man wanted to be a musician. He didn't want to have this show on his back. <laughs> I don't think he wants it canceled because I think he likes the money it brings him, but I don't think he cares enough to actually sit down. The only way, the only reason he's keeping afloat right now because he know how bad it would look if he just completely abandoned it. Well, the thing is, he can own it and get somebody in place to run it that gives a shit. Yeah, and somebody and a producer that actually wants to do the job and not, you know, but, but he's not too be a sorry producer. to do he's too sorry to do that. And two, he likes the accolades that comes with it. Oh, it's a family soap and it's still being run by the family. Meanwhile, the family doesn't care. No, he doesn't. He hasn't cared in years. It, 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 and it shows he's not Brad Bell. Because Brad Bell, as shitty as bold can be. He would die for that show in the shows. Whereas Ken, from what I hear, he only pops in every few months anyway. Now that, no, no, 
Bell Jr., that is a writer who writes what he wants regardless of how anybody feels about it. So listen. Yeah. Listen, he don't care. He he is Mr. Fuck Your Feelings, honestly. Honestly. It, it don't matter what we praise, what we complain about, what we throw fits at. He does not. That man don't hear us. He don't, Lord he knows, don't care. I am a Brooklyn Ridge fan. But I was sick when he broke up Brooke and um, Ned Marone. How did we segue into both of the beautiful <laughs> No, it's just, no, because we were talking about, like, writer tendencies. I, y- y'all would, ooh. If I, y'all was watching Bold, baby, y'all would have a stroke. I love myself. I don't watch that show. <laughs> that, that man cares not one iota about. Baby. <laughs> if he was writing for seeing. If he was writing for seeing, y'all would be on. Twitter having strokes every day. Actually, I think I might actually like his version of sin. <laughs> I don't know. Both the beautiful has their own version of sin, and they he does. Does Dylan have the same problem with that version of sin that she has problem on Dave's version of sin? What is well, it? Kind of, sort of, because I don't know how we got on the bold, but <laughs> but Finn on bold, yeah, I, with the die tomorrow. What oh, was yeah, Finn's gone. Yeah, oh, that's that's sin. I didn't realize that was their squishy. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> it is. I, yeah, he's he's irrelevant. Uh, it's like we like Finn because we are. He's a nice guy. And he's, he's not nice. Liam. He's nice. That's what we got. He's and nice. He's not Liam. But we love Finn because he's not Liam. Like <laughs> I'm just gonna keep it 100 with you. He's not at this point. They could have brought in, they they could have rehabbed Vinny and we would have been like Steffi and Vinny, let's go. <laughs> we were desperate. <laughs> okay. The desperation was real. Well, here's the thing. Back to days, if we were to get rid of Ron or to bring in a co-head writer, who would y'all like to see? Someone would. I think that's the problem with soap. That's why all these. Uh, that's why uh, low key. That's why every soap is on the struggle bus right now. Now, when we say they, new, they they oh, somebody somebody that's not from soaps, um, right? They so they when I say new five head writers through all of these shows. True, and I, I have a suggestion. I think don't I bring that. anybody from a Tyler Perry produced show. <laughs> no, 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 no. Tyler, no. Tyler Perry writes all his stuff. I don't want Yeah, Tyler doesn't have a right. No, he he doesn't have a writer's room. And it shows, clearly. Don't bring him over here. Don't bring him over here. Her name is Cynthia Sadri. (gasps) Oh my God, that would be perfect. She wrote the Dallas reboot. And it was amazing. Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. Like, she's the kind of person that would do her homework on the show. And then use what, use the history to inform story now. That is someone I would love to see in daytime. But and she hasn't worked in a while since our last show on ABC got canceled, Blood and Oil. Which was Blood and Oil a couple years ago, right? Yeah, it was, uh, that was um, 2015. Damn, that was that long ago? I feel like the Shapiros will do pretty good. They're still up and kicking. And if you don't know who the Shapiros are, they're the creators of Dynasty. Um, oh. That's the thing about replacing these writers with somebody from primetime, we saw how that went with Hogan Sheffer. Oh, yeah. But honestly, I would also promote Ryan Kwan. Yeah, yeah. I would, yeah, he would, he would be good. 
Um, I liked him before. Jamie Giddens. Yes, that would be yeah, fun. I love that'd Jamie be good. Because and thing is, he's such a fan of the show; it would work. Like he, he's exactly. been watching since the seventies. Yeah, so it's like he knows. It'll be a lot of fired people, though. Jesus Christ! Oh. <laughs> you said fired? Oh, uh, you you know, James. <laughs> what is this? He was. <laughs> I'll never forget the first time I listened to Daytime Confidential, he was going off about days and the fact that Melody Jonas was taking a show away from Marlene. <laughs> I remember that rant. Oh. <laughs> like, get this trip off my screen. I was like, oh Lord. <laughs> See, y'all remember, y'all remember that. I still remember his Melody Thomas Scott impression. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> of Steve Bird and Parkin. In her parking spot. <laughs> By the way, congratulations to Daytime Confidential. They're going to be releasing their uh, thousandth episode soon. <laughs> yeah, I think it's coming in. The, yeah, like in the next couple weeks. Yeah. Hey, listeners, you've kind of drifted into what we do after we start recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which we gotta wrap this because I gotta yeah, go. Cause cause gotta go. Oh yeah. Well, that's the end of our humble little show again. <laughs> You know, the view of days. I'm Barbara Walters, and this has been of this Salem style. <laughs> what the hell is he doing? <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>